This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I had to start this thing off with a sooner school because my team is like that. They came back against Texas. And boy, that was the best Red River rivalry game I'd ever seen. They just keep getting better and better. That was my fourth time in Dallas for the game. And each time, the games got closer and more intense. Now, but but honestly, if I, if I was to rank the four red rivalry games I've been to, obviously, the last one would be number one. 2018 with Kyler Murray and Sam Ellinger would be number two. Then it would be the beatdown. 66-21-2012, and then, of course, the depressing one uh, in 2015 where OU came in the game ranked 10th, and Texas had already lost, like, two games. And we lost. Lost by seven, I believe. We just came out flat and got bodied. <laughs> we got, no, we didn't get bodied. We, we fought. But it was a depressing game. You had some girl crying beside me when we were leaving the stadium. Bruh, that was, <laughs> that was the worst. But this one, oh, my God. Wow, that was so much fun. Boomer Sooner. The Sooners. Undefeated. Still. And it's like us Sooner fans are on edge because all these games this year have been close. The only one that wasn't close was Western Carolina, but that's because Western Carolina is trash. They're an FCS team, I believe. They're either FCS team or really low-level FBS team. Still, they didn't belong on the field with us. We killed them. But, man, that game was crazy. I mean, this whole Dallas trip, I spent way too much money. The rental car didn't need. Paying for parking downtown, the fair, all them coupons and game cards, eating out. Man, I spent so much money, and man, I'm going to have to get to work when I get back home so I can make this money back. But I truly enjoyed myself. I truly enjoyed myself. And of course, I wore my gold hat, my signature gold hat that I wear a lot. During the year, because you know, I call it the trophy hat. Just shows you that we're the champs, and that we're better than Texas. That's what that show. It would have been hella awkward if we lost, and I wore that gold hat around. Now I wore that gold hat like all day, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That hat probably smells like Jesus sandals. <laughs> But it's all good, though. I wore it with pride, the trophy hat. I saw one other person with a gold hat. Maybe two. Maybe two. But I saw one other person with a gold hat. I was the only one with the gold hat. Out of all them people, out of all them thousands of people, I was the only one with a gold uh, snapback cap. But ironically, though, I got more compliments about my Trey Young jersey. And just like Trey Young in the Garden, when we scored that game-winning touchdown, 
put my finger to my mouth like, it's quiet as fuck in here. Look, man, as a Sooner fan, maybe even as an Eagles fan, I'm usually last to the party with a lot of things, especially when it comes to switching QBs. I was kind of last on the bench Carson Wentz bandwagon. I was last to get on the – I was really last to get on the Spencer Rattler, bench Spencer Rattler bandwagon. Like, people were on that bandwagon for a while. Since maybe the Nebraska game. Maybe earlier than that. I think there are some people that wanted Caleb Williams to start from day one. Since he stepped on campus. There's a small section of people that never liked Spencer Rattler. Just like it was a small section of people that never liked Jalen Hurts and wanted Spencer Rattler to start. I thought it was the same thing. I was like, oh, here we go again. And it's true, though, because... As soon as the starting quarterbacks start playing bad, we start cheering for the backup. We start wanting the backup to come in. For real. I'm surprised they didn't do that with Landry Jones. I mean, I don't know. Landry Jones get a lot of disrespect. But he was like that. But unlike then, I mean, we didn't have the quality of backups like we do now. Like, you got a five-star on the bench and you're not playing well, there's going to be pressure. There's going to be calls to put that five-star in. That's what happened with Jalen Hurts. Then that's what happened with Spencer Rattler. But the, the thing is, Jalen Hurts, even with all the turnovers, he turned the ball over just as much as Spencer Rattler. But yet still, he showed more leadership, more poise, and he – Help get us to the playoffs still. And I thought Spencer Rattler was going to do the same thing. But here's the thing. Just like what the last time I was at OU Texas, we get to Texas, that, that's about the midway point. If you still are having problems and you're not really doing your thing, it's moving time. That's usually moving day. That's three years ago when we – three years ago – when we lost to Texas, Mike Stoops got fired. Yesterday, when OU got down 28-7 to Texas, Spencer Rattler got benched. That's usually moving time. If you're not playing well by then, sit down. <laughs> but even then, I was like, why? Like, why are we doing this? But then the more I thought about it, and, and I sat there and watched Spencer Rattler play, the missed screen passes, the fumble, the, the big fumble, the interception where him and Stogner wasn't on the same page. The, there was a play where there was a near interception where he had, I think it was Marvin Mims on a quick out. Now, now to be fair, Caleb missed this quick out too, and he was looking – for Stogner in the middle, and it was almost picked off. It was a key third down. Like, God damn. I'm like, man, I think this guy threw two interceptions and had a fumble. Like, the offense wasn't doing well, and we were giving Texas unnecessary opportunities. I mean, they scored 21 points off turnover. Dog. I mean, come on. But, hey, we were down 28-7. They put in a man named Caleb Williams. And he ran with no fear. 
Man, if y'all would have been there when he broke that tackle, when they ran that play, I was like, what What are we doing? This is not going to work. I thought he was going to get tackled at the line. But he broke a tackle. And the next thing I know, he was running free. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, okay. I was like, go, go, please outrun this safety, outrun this safety. He did, and he dove for the pylon touchdown. Bro, when we said we went crazy in the stadium. We went insane. That was probably the loudest I've ever heard Sooner fans since that uh, Stephen Parker bat versus TCU. They were a lot, bruh. We were going insane. But I had stopped. I sat down, and I and I had my face over my hands, and I was about to cry because, man, I was so proud of this guy. I, I wanted to cry tears of joy because I just – it was such an amazing play, and I was just overcome with emotion. I was like, this guy, man, I was so proud of him. And then – they kept him in the game. Like, they kept him in the game, and he he brought us back. Now, some throws he made were questionable. Some 50-50 throws I didn't like. And him missing Marvin Mims just like, no, he missed Dogner on that same little quick out. I didn't like that either. But he did his thing, and like I told, like right after that run, I was yelling in my section, this how we do it in D.C., this is how we do it in D.C. And you know what I say now? We bringing the golden hat back to D.C. Well, you already know. Man, oh, man. So glad we won that game. And, you know, the Texas fans, most of them, uh, most of them were pretty, like, nice about it. They were pretty, they were good sports because they knew it was a great game. And, oh, and by the way, B. John Robinson need to be top three in the Heisman. He need to be in New York. That kid is ridiculous. But I am glad that in the second half, they were sitting his ass down. They were sitting that tail down. Perrion Winfrey, he was, he was a beast on the D-line. He was sitting that tail down. B. John couldn't go nowhere. <laughs> he wasn't going nowhere. And it also helped that – you know, we were giving them long fields, and they were helping us with these dumb false start penalties. So, <laughs> I loved it. But Bijan needs to be in the top of the Heisman conversation because he is really good, really special, and we might have to see these guys again. Now, I will say this, though. You better look out for Baylor and maybe TCU because – I mean, TCU's always a tough house. Oh, and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's undefeated in the Big 12, and uh, so is Baylor. We got to look out for these guys. I mean, as always, they they always pretty competitive in the Big 12. But at the end of the day, the Sooners are going to be there at the end. <laughs> Hopefully with a chance to go to the playoffs. If it's Texas, I would love to be Texas twice. If it's Oklahoma State, I'd love to be Oklahoma State twice. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Right now, but as of now, we're on a collision course 
to greatness, even with all these close games. I don't see how you don't start Caleb Williams from now on after what he did. But it's, it's, up, to, it's up to Lincoln Riley. I, I like what Spencer did in that two-point conversion to help us tie the game um, for good. For good, I mean, down the stretch. But it's up to Lincoln Riley. I'm cool with whatever, just as long as we win. Pretty much. That's what I think about that. It was a great win. Great win. I loved it. Oh, and oh, Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy. Jeez, 200-something yards receiving. Could not cover him at all. Bro, he cannot be that good. We made Xavier look like James. Worthy from the Lakers. It was showtime. He killed us. Couldn't cover him. I mean, is he really that good or we just covered him really poorly? Or maybe, I mean, and shout out to Casey Thompson too. He was really accurate most of the game. Most of the game. He had some third down throws that were head scratching. But, yeah, he was pretty good. And he's an Oklahoma kid. We let him get away, but it worked out. It, it worked out. I mean, we didn't let him get away. Maybe we don't get Rattler. Maybe we don't get Caleb Williams. So, I mean, we let him get away. I went to school with his brother. I played basketball against his brother at the Huff. <laughs> he shut me down freshman year, and then I ran him over my senior year. <laughs> but, yeah, man. And his dad. And his dad went to OU as well. But shout out to Casey Thompson, Oklahoma kid. He balled out. I hate that he's with Texas, but it is what it is. You know, that's how it turned out. Hell of a game, one for the ages. Shout out to Texas. And it was good to meet all my Twitter folks, like New Jersey Boomer Sooner and Steve Bailey and uh, Southwest Florida. Yeah, Sooner in Southwest Florida, Austin Chittum. Yeah, right? That, that, that's how you say it? I don't know. Uh, Austin, the Texas fan, he put on that 7-on-7 uh, seven seven in downtown Dallas. And all those other Sooner folks that, oh, that one guy, that one guy, 918, was there. Uh, Tyson. I've seen Tyson. I, I finally got to saw him. I didn't get to formally shake his hand, but – I saw him at the 7-on-7. Seven seven. I, I probably should have introduced myself, but um, I didn't. And shout out to him for his, his battle with cancer and just being an inspiration to us all. And, you know, it was a great time. Great time, great game, for sure. Now let me finally hop off the Sooner Schooner and talk about the Eagles. Listen, like I said, it's 2021, and you're going to respect the Burke. Steep, even though we got blasted by the Chiefs and got blasted by the Cowboys, I'm still encouraged. I mean, look at this schedule. So we got the Panthers today. Well, when you listen to this, it'll probably be sometime this week before the Bucks game. We got the Bucks on Thursday, short week. Okay, the Panthers are beatable. Yeah, I said it. I know they're the better team. They've been the better team all season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they got a vicious pass rush against our kind of weak O-line. But I know that's a bad matchup for our O-line. I know. 
But if we can somehow dig in there and block these guys, I think we can do something against their defense. I, I truly believe we can. Should I really use the Chief game, the Chiefs game as an example of what the Eagles can do on offense? I don't know. Because the Chiefs defense is trash. They're like they got like the fifth worst rushing defense and they have like the second worst passing defense. They are turf. Our two representatives in the Super Bowl have two of the worst pass defenses in the league. I'm not kidding. Look at the stats. Seriously. You got to be kidding. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should throw that out. But I still like our offense. And the way Jalen Hurts, you know, can throw that thing, the way he keeps drives alive with his legs. Listen, I'm riding with him every game. Every game, everything, every game, I believe the Eagles have a chance because of his um, ability to scramble and get out of trouble and just his his will to win and his leadership. Just got to clean up the fumbles. He has seven touchdowns, two interceptions. That's not bad. That's not bad. The three fumbles, I mean, he's always had a fumbling problem because he runs the ball a lot. And he, and he doesn't really get out of the way of contact. He does a little more in, in the pros, but that's been his game all along. I believe. I mean, let's, let's look at the rest of this schedule, though. The Bucks. that's going to be a tough one. I don't know. If we, I don't think we're going to stop Tom Brady, even though, I mean, the Patriots' defense ain't too much better than ours. But... I mean, look who you're going against. It's Bill Belichick and whoever those coordinators are. That's a big difference than going against whoever the hell we got it with the Eagles. I forgot his name, but he's a young guy. I don't know if he's going to have a game plan to stop uh, Brady. I expect a shootout because that defense, if, like I said, that's another thing where if we can block that pass rush, Jalen Hurts is going to cook, and it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be just like the Chiefs game. The Raiders, I'm not scared of the Raiders at all. I have yet to see them have a good first half. So if we can jump on the Raiders in Las Vegas, that's going to be a dogfight. You do have to watch them in the second half because Derek Carr always comes alive in the second half. But they come out slow in the first half. So we can jump on them. We can take them out of the game, and we can win that game. The Lions, it's the Lions. Come on. I know Jared Goff gives us problems, and that's one thing I'm worried about. And, you know, they did give the Ravens some problems and the Packers in the first half. And, you know, they came back on the Niners. I, I mean, I guess, man. I mean, I guess. They, they're they okay, I guess. We should beat them. We should beat them. Come on. We should beat them. We're just – we're the better team. We should beat them. I don't care how that game goes. We should beat them. The Chargers, that's that's a tough matchup. That's, that's a tough matchup. I'm not even going to lie, straight up. Their defense is ridiculous. And on offense, they got a rising star quarterback. They got Austin Eckler. They got crazy receivers. That's going to be a tough – and they got Jared Cook at tight end. 
That's going to be a tough matchup. But I think we could – I'm going to be at that game, by the way. Most likely, I'm going to be at that game. Most likely. But what I'm hoping is we put pressure on Justin Herbert and the defensively find a way to run the ball. I saw them struggle with the Cowboys in Washington. That gives me hope. That gives me hope. But to be honest, those games, they made silly red zone turnovers. They still moved the ball at will against both of those teams. And then they they pretty much handled the Chiefs and the Raiders. No, the Chiefs that was a that was a close game at the end. But the Raiders they pretty much handled. That's gonna be a tough game, but it's not impossible to win that game. We can win that game. And we're at home. Like, I don't see why we can't win that game. The Broncos, I don't believe in the Broncos, especially if they end up starting Drew Locke. If we can just stop the run, we've had problems stopping the run all season. If we can just stop the run, I know their defense is vicious. But once again, the thing about Jalen Hurts is, even against tough defenses and good pass rushes, his ability to run and escape pressure is the key. So I I don't really believe in Denver. I, I think we, we can find a way to win that game, but it's going to be tough. The Saints... I mean, they just lost the Giants. They are like a one-point favorite at Washington. They're two and two. They got killed by the Panthers. Alvin Kamara, we just beat them last year in Philly. We beat them last year around the same time. But that was that was um what's the name? That was uh Taysom Hill. So it's going to be different. The Giants, I mean, uh, that's that's going to be a tough game just because Danny Dimes is is a nuisance. <laughs> so it's going to be a tough game. We can win that. That's winnable. The Jets, come on, we're, we're better than them. Washington football team, you already know how I feel about them. We could beat them. We just have to block that D-line. We can block that D-line. Eagles got them. Giants at home. We should be it's at home. Come on. We should beat them. Washington back at the crib in DC. We should get we should beat them, bro. We should beat them. I know we ain't gonna stop Terry McLaurin in either game. I know uh Gibson will probably go off, but we should beat them. Cause I think we're about the same level or better. I no, we're actually I think we're better. Especially if we get healthy. Like, we should beat them. And then Cowboys at home, like, this is how I usually go. We get blown out in Dallas. They come to Philly and they lose. So, why not? So, basically, what I'm saying, looking at this schedule, the playoffs is possible. The playoffs is possible. Even the division, if Dallas chokes. So, I, I don't have any reason, really, to be discouraged. We're 1-3, and three, and our underdogs today – and got Tom Brady coming up. But I don't – I mean, I still believe in this team. Even if they go 1-5, our schedule after the Bucks is a lot of winnable games. I don't see why we need to be out of it. I don't see why the Eagles should be out of it. Y'all tripping. But, you know, I hate how they didn't stop Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's, it's the Chiefs. 
they're very talented offensively. What what can you do? We stopped Kelsey, which is unfortunate because he's on two of my fantasy teams. No, one, one. And, you know, it's unfortunate. And I think that was a big reason why I lost in fantasy. I'll get to that later. But they didn't stop Tyreek Hill. I mean, it is what it is. You can't stop both of them. <laughs> Man. This all good, man. We'll be all right. I, I love what Jalen Hurts did against that terrible defense. Oh, and by the way, Jalen Hurts is ninth in passing yards. I mean, that's that's impressive. For a guy they say they can't beat, throw the football. Oh, speaking of the Washington sitcom, real quick. They beat the Falcons, but, man, it looked like they were going to lose. So many dropped interceptions by the Falcons. So many dumb penalties by the Falcons. They had them. They had Washington. But at the end of the day, um, Taylor Heineke is a gamer, and I felt like he should have been starting all along. And I think the game-winning touchdown, well, game-winning touchdown should have been an interception. Let's be real. That's another missed interception. I, I still admire his heart, but some of them throws he made, come on, bro. And yet, still, he should be the starter. And he is. And I think he's going to start the rest of the season. And Terry McLaurin's a beast. He was doubled in the end zone for that game-winning touchdown, and he still caught it. He is a problem. He is – just put him in the ring of fame already. Your Redskins or Washington football ring of fame, just go ahead and put him up there. I don't know – what are y'all waiting for? He is amazing, and he is everything that all them people who are up there, especially like Daryl Green, he, he has some of the same qualities that Daryl Green had. And he's going to be in the league for a while. But anyway, oh, they, oh there was some BS rough. Like, the roughing the passer penalty on Chase Young, those are starting to add up, and all of them are dumb because Chase Young – don't really be doing anything that's, like, excessive or anything to really – that's, like, not football, like, that's extra or unnecessary to the quarterback. It's just these dumb rules, and he's the victim of it. I feel bad. But anyway, man, Washington, they should have lost. But they won. They're 2-2. Two and two. They jump ahead of us in the division. And remember when I said when the Eagles beat the Falcons – the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Well, the NFC East pulled a Uno reverse card on me. Got it. Damn. It's all good. It's a long season. Hey, we get that extra game. So we get extra time to get it together. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. Yo. Okay, real quick. Uh, the Nats... So the end of the Nats season, thank God it's over. All that losing, man, I just checked out. Even, even though I checked out, I still kind of had the itch to go to games. Um, I kind of wanted to go to one of those Rockies games. I think one of them, they had a bobblehead and, a, and like a, they were giving away like a jacket or something. Something I kind of wanted. But I didn't, I didn't end up making it. I was busy. I've been busy all fall. So all late summer and fall, I've been really busy. So for the most part. 
So I, I couldn't get I couldn't get over there. And then the Red Sox series, I could have went to the the last Red Sox game. I made temporary plans to do so, but I was like, uh, I'd rather watch Eagles and Chiefs. And I didn't even in, I didn't even end up watching Eagles and Chiefs. I ended up watching Washington and the Falcons because I was over at my uncle's house and he's a Washington fan. So I had to watch that. But, you know, these guys, man, I just hate how the season ended. Because we went on that long winning streak. We pulled two games behind the Mets who ended up folding and collapsing. I knew the Braves weren't all that good, but yet they still won the division. And they're tied 1-1 with the Brewers right now um, in the playoffs. I was like, this division is winnable. Kyle Schwarber was going off. We still had Scherzer. Life was good. But then, I mean, Scherzer got hurt. Turner got hurt. Dan and got COVID. Schwarber got hurt. That was the key right there. We got swept by the Dodgers, and then we got swept by the Orioles. Like, what the hell was that? Was What the hell was that about? What, I think the Orioles game, the Orioles series, you have no business getting swept by the Orioles. Arguably the worst team in the league. No business. That, that was the last straw. They decided to clean house after that. They traded away all our really good veterans except Soto and Bell. I don't know why they kept Bell, but I was thankful because he went ham. Even right before the trade, I went to the Phillies game, and he had a big 3-1 home run that helped us win the game. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, we, we pretty much – I mean – we sent Brad Hand away. He ended up on the Blue Jays and ended up on the Mets. And he pitched a scoreless inning against us. We still won, thank God. But he pitched a scoreless inning against us. I saw Brad Hand as an opponent twice. Well, I was supposed to the, the first time I, I left. First time I left early for a kickball practice that didn't happen. The second time I actually saw him and he pitched a scoreless inning. And I was sick. But nevertheless, we gave away most of our team. I was like, damn, bro, we just going to go out like that? But then, you know, I tried to convince myself to be excited about these new guys we got, these young guys, Kbert Ruiz, who we got from the Dodgers, Josiah Gray, you know, the same name as my little cousin. I was excited about him. He only won. He only had two wins. He was two and two as a starter. Always gave up multiple runs. But he's young, and he's going to get there. But we have a solid starter in him. Lane Thomas was a steal. How the freak we get him from the Cardinals? And we just gave away John Lester. Bruh, that was a steal. John Lester ain't going to be in St. Louis next year. Even if he is, he ain't going to really be productive. That was a steal. Lane Thomas started for us for like the last two months, and he sent Victor Robles to the minors. Bruh, unbelievable. That that Rodgers kid, I don't know who that Rodgers kid is, but he was in the rotation. Uh, who else was in the rotation? Um, uh, Cor- Corbin was our ace, and that, of course, didn't work out. Uh, I thought through all that. 
I thought through all that, they had a chance to uh, at least play spoiler for the Red Sox season. And, you know, while those games were competitive, the Red Sox were just too much. And J.D. Martinez got hurt the last game. Um, Freak injury. Freak injury. But he came back and he killed it game two versus the Rays. Uh, Shout out to him. But seriously, though, like, the Red Sox killed us. They were just the better team. We couldn't even play spoiler for the Red Sox season. So we somehow eliminated Seattle and Toronto because we gave the Red Sox a pushover of an opponent. But let me transition into this. Let me transition into this. Now, the playoffs have started, and already, I'm, the, the little bit I've seen, I've loved. The Dodgers and Cardinals, I watched a great bit of that, and I was nervous. I was like, I know the Dodgers ain't about to lose after winning 100-something games. I was like, I would have been upset because I feel like it's unfair. They won so many games. They're the second-best team in the league, but they're in a wild-card game because of how the playoffs is set up in the MLB. Just how the playoffs are set up in pretty much every sport, every pro sport. How it's set up is just, I hate it. I hate it in this instance. They won so many games, but because they didn't win their division, they had to play in a wild card against a hot Cardinals team. And you know how baseball is. You could have, like, one bad day. I mean, and that's it. You could easily just have a bad day where you're not swinging a bat and the, the pitchers are not going the way you want them to go. Baseball can be a fluky game sometimes. But, you know, the Dodgers, they held on. I mean, it, it looked like the way match pick Max pitched against St. Louis, my first Nationals game this season, it was the Nationals and the Cardinals, and it went exactly like that. He got in a jam first inning. He got out of it. But that game, he did give up a run in the um, in the playoff game. But it was just like that. He gave up some hits. He had been in some jams, but yet he didn't give up a run. And in the playoffs, he only gave up one run. Was so happy for Max. And just the Dodgers offense wasn't doing anything. Wayne Wright was on his grizzly. And the, the Cardinals were one of the hottest teams in the league, and they pretty much came out of nowhere to get that wild card spot. So it was the hottest team versus, like, the most consistent team. So something had to give, but the most consistent team won out. Because, you know, Chris Taylor, it just shows how deep the Dodgers are. They had Chris Taylor coming off the bench, and he hit the walk-off home run. Wow. Then on the other side, the Red Sox beat the Yankees. They just, I think, honestly, they just dominated start to finish from what I saw. I thought they were screwed against the Rays. But going into that series, I was like, they got a good chance of beating the Rays. They got the talent. And that series is 1-1. After they dropped game one, they, they game two, they just went dumb offensively. 14 points. And six of those came no nine of those came in like the last four innings they went off they went off 
So that series might go five. Uh, or they could steal the series in four because the, the next two games are in Boston. The Brewers and Braves is 1-1. I haven't watched any of that series. I just want the – I want both of them to lose. <laughs> the Brewers is Emily's team, and, you know, you can't have that. Can't have them winning too much. And the Braves are my hated division rivals. But I would rather the Brewers win. I would rather them win than the Braves. And also, uh, what what else? The Astros look like they're going to sweep the White Sox. Yawn. Um, yawn. <laughs> so I guess we'll just look and see if they actually get a challenge next series. And also, uh, Dodgers and Giants, I've been waiting for that all season long. I knew they were going to crash in collision into the playoffs, and that's exactly what happened. And I'm so glad the Cardinals didn't freaking steal that wild card game so I can get the wild card, the playoff matchup I've always wanted, that I've waited all season for, the Dodgers and the Giants. The Giants dominated game one with their spectacular pitching. I think his name was Logan Webb. He killed it. And then um, Chris Bryant with a home run, Crawford with a home run, Posey with a moonshot. That joint hit McCovey Cole. That joint, I didn't even know they had a water cannon. They, he hit it off the water cannon. Vicious. But props to the Dodgers for coming back the next game like I knew they would. I need to watch the highlights of that. That series need to go five, and I need to be in the house watching game five. Hopefully I am, but you know. The grind never stops. The grind never stops. All right. So I saw something on Twitter. I, I think I think this person was trolling. They was like, the Pacers are a top five NBA franchise ever. And I was like, what? That's ridiculous. And then I thought about it. I was like, who are the who are even the top five NBA franchises? And what I came up with was, I mean, I was I had a little help. I was looking at, you know, total wins and titles. Um, from what I've seen from that, and, of course, the players and stuff, Lakers-Celtics obviously won two. You could flip them one, two. It doesn't matter. Um, they are one, two for sure. I think the Warriors are three as much as I hate to say that. Then this is where things get interesting. I mean, you can consider the Heat, the Pistons, the Spurs, the Sixers, the Bulls, Hawks, Knicks, and Kings. But I think if you looked at the totality of NBA history, I think you got to go with the Knicks and the Sixers, even though the Knicks have only won, like, one title and the Sixers have only won, like, three. Um, I think... I think going by wins, you can go with that. If you just if you go by titles, like obviously the Bulls and the Spurs, like the Bulls and the Spurs would round out the top five. But I think I think I'm gonna go with the Knicks and the Sixers because the totality of it. But Lakers, Celtics, Warriors for sure, for sure. If you did it in a modern era, it would be Heat, Pistons, Spurs. Maybe Bulls and Mavs you could add in there. It's just tough. 
it's just tough because the Lakers and Celtics are so far ahead of every NBA franchise. It's hard to even make a list. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. WNBA. Oh, man. WNBA has been amazing. I did not expect the sky to beat the sun, but they did. Props to them. Uh, they really, wow. They really were good on defense against everyone but John Quell Jones, and that's the key to beating the sun. And um, Candace Parker was big, especially in that game four. Uh, I just knew the sun were going to tie it up and send it back to Connecticut and possibly win, but they did not. The Sun were the best team all season, but the Sky, they showed up, and they was they was ready to rock. You know, they got a lot of veterans on that team. Vandersloot, Quigley, uh, Parker. I'm missing somebody. They got Stephanie Dawson on the bench. I don't think Stephanie Dawson plays that much. But, uh, yeah, they, they got a pretty good veteran squad. And... You know, I should. I guess it shouldn't be that surprising that they beat the Sun. So, I, mad respect to them. It, it also helps that Jasmine Thomas and Alyssa Thomas, two of the co-stars on Connecticut, three for 10, three for 14. Not good at all. Dewana Bonner, uh, a key role player on Connecticut, game four, four points, 34 minutes, four fouls. Come on. They just simply got outplayed. I kind of I watched that game, and it just seems like the sky kept the sun at um, arm's distance. The sky kept the sun at arm's distance like the whole game. It kind of reminds me of the planet Earth. <laughs> Real talk. And the aces in the Mercury, now that was a hell of a series. Hell of a series. I love how the Aces fought back in game four after getting blasted in game two and three, especially game three. I don't know what they were doing in game three. They shot 30%, and the only person that really showed up to play was Kelsey Plum and maybe Liz Cambage, who played like 25 minutes. I love how they eased her into the series, and then game five, she played the most minutes she played all playoffs. I... Man, that game five was everything I'd hoped it'd be. It was amazing. It was amazing how Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, they were hitting big shot after big shot. Even even my uh, my baby Lizzie, Lizzie Liz Cambage, she hit some good shots. She hit some good shots. She hit some uh, short mid range jumpers. She hit these mid-range and long-range jumpers, but will miss a layup. A barely contested layup. I don't get that about her at all. And she got blocked by Diana Taurasi, who came down. I'm not kidding you. Diana Taurasi, she walked and jogged, like curled around a Brittany Griner screen and hit a three. She did that so casually, bro. I was, duh, that was crazy. That was a crazy game. It's like how Jackie Young and Diana Taurasi, they were going after each other. They were talking trash. Diana Taurasi was figured, um, Diana Taurasi was physical with Jackie Young and, and tried to test her. And 
she just got going. Diana Taurasi just really got going, and she turned up. And I see why they call her the GOAT. She that GOAT, that GOAT-level mindset, you know. <laughs> she very on brand. She was very on brand that game. She hit some big shots. Brittany Griner was great all series long. All series long. She was a big reason why they won that series. And uh, she she had the key block at the end. Man, oh, man. Mercury and Sky, just like 2014, except there's no Deladon. That would make the series a little more interesting. But I, it, I think it's going to be good. You got the veteran scrappy Sky against the talented Mercury, who also got scrappy veterans. I mean, Diggin Smith and Diana Taurasi. Brianna Turner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner been on one in this playoffs. It's going to be a good series, and I won't be surprised if it goes five. Because these, these teams, they've been getting after it. Um, Let's see. All right. Okay. Fantasy football standings. So let me go through them real quick. Uh, simply great. A team I made on the whim. At ESPN. They're two and two. Gold level heroes three. That's the AWOD listener league. They're three and one. Uh, gold level heroes two. That's the league with some of my high school folks. That's they're two and two. Uh, gold level heroes OG. The most important one with my friends from college. Three and one. Goat over, goats over sheep, another one with my high school folks. Three and one. Washington sitcom, NFL.com team, two and one. And, of course, the worst team I have so far this season is easy money. Oh and four. No, it's not easy money. More like scared money. And scared money don't make no money. <laughs> oh, man, I had to do it. I had to do it. But basically, man, Washington sitcom is finally taking form. I mean, come on, nobody showed up to the draft. I should be dominating, and hopefully they won't lose another game. I'm, I'm finally going to start Jamar Chase. I should have been starting him all along. He's been a better fantasy player than Odell Beckham, and it's not even close. So I need to start him, and I will. Tyreek Hill going off against the Eagles really helped me. Uh, Kittle being hurt sucks, and Tyler Higby only scored nine in Thursday night football. I'm like, damn, bro. But Higby's going to have to start for a while because Kittle is on IR. I mean, I got a really deep team. I mean, nobody showed up for a draft. I better have a deep team. Huh. I mean, for real. Uh... Goat level OG had a big win against Cowboys guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. I forgot his name. Uh, Ben's Ben's friend that lives in Norman. Uh, I forgot his name. But I had a big win against him, and I beat him in the uh, baseball playoffs. So uh, that team, my man Matt keep asking me for a trade surrounding – uh, Hopkins, Allen, and Gibson. I do like Antonio Gibson, but I cannot trade two of the top receivers in the league 
for a maybe, a maybe uh, fringe pro bowler, Antonio Gibson, on a shaky offense that don't really run the ball. They haven't been running the ball lately. So I don't really know. I don't really know if I should, like, get Antonio Gibson. Uh, Let's see. Go over sheet with an upset. I mean, the guy was projected to score 201 points, and he scored 177, but I scored 194. I was projected to score, like, 183. That was a big win, and I love it. I got I got Dalton Schultz on Yahoo. It's two quarterbacks, two tight ends. So I got Baker Mayfield, and I got both Cowboys tight ends, and I got Dallas Goddard. But I only I start Schultz because the eye test tells me from what I've seen from that Eagles game that Schultz is more likely to do damage in fantasy than Jarwin. So I've been starting Schultz and having Jarwin on the bench. McLaurin killed the Falcons. It was too good of a matchup. Come on. Like, <laughs> come on. He's on my Yahoo team, too. He went off. I mean, it was the Falcons. It was the perfect matchup for him. It wasn't the Chargers. It wasn't the Bills. So it, that was a much easier matchup for him. Gold level heroes, too, lost because I had Hunter Henry on the bench, and he outscored Kelsey. How often does that happen? And also... I had a few other low scores. Uh, Miles Sanders once again. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I benched Miles Sanders because they they refused to give him the ball. Uh, easy money got blown out because the opponent had Kyler Murray. Uh, I think I faced three teams that had Kyler Murray. Like that's not. I mean, come on. I'm facing Chris and. My important league, the GOAT level OG league, and he has Kyler Murray. So I can't shake this guy. I should have drafted him. He's on my uh he is on my NFL.com team. But you know, I got Kirk Cousins on the bench just in case Kyler Murray starts loafing, because Kirk Cousins always throws for a lot of yards. GOAT level three had a cupcake. It was easy money, ironically. Uh, simply greatest falling off because once again, well, this time I went against Kyler Murray. What can you do? But they're falling off. I started off 2-0. and Now we're 2-2. Two and two. Like, come on. Uh, lost in fantasy baseball in the championship. I thought I had it in the bag. I had basically an all-star offense and a shaky pitching staff. Most of my pitching staff were Phillies. Like, half of my pitching staff are from the Phillies. Like, are from the Phillies, basically division rivals. The Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets. And, of course, they let me down. And I lost. So, congrats to Zach for winning the fantasy baseball title. Man, I'm shook. Man, I'm thrown. I don't know what to do. I guess I got to keep up two of my confessions that I lost fantasy baseball title. Damn, I'm pissed. But, you know, it's all good. On to the next. On to the next. Uh, okay, quick takes. Wilder Fury. I didn't watch any of it. Heard about it on the radio. And pretty much uh, it was a little more exciting with all the knockdowns that happened. But from what I heard was 
pretty much what I expected. Fury, Fury was just the better fighter. Unfortunately, I really wanted Wilder to win because I just like the guy. He's, Of course, he's a brother. He's a black man. I, I really like him as a person and as an entertainer and just as a fighter. I, I love the guy, but it's just Fury is just too much for him, and I don't want to see that fight again. Please, no. Don't make us watch that again. But apparently it was more exciting, but Wilder got knocked out. I'm sad. Whatever. Um, I don't know who's going to challenge Tyson Fury. Who can? I, I don't know. I don't know who can beat him. He might as well just ride off in the sunset because ain't nobody beating this guy. <laughs> uh, Alabama lost? I wasn't expecting that, and that's crazy because Jody Mack on CBS Sports Radio was like, Alabama and Georgia are so far ahead of everybody. It's not even funny, and I thought so, too. I was like, oh, we're headed for a collision course for Alabama versus Georgia in the SEC Championship 1 versus 2, and now it looks like that might be in jeopardy because I don't know if Alabama's going to beat Auburn, and I don't know if Georgia's going to beat Florida. So, But we'll see. But from the looks of it, man, this might be Georgia's year, and Alabama losing might just help with that. Uh, Penn State lost. Uh, somebody else lost, too. Um, can't remember. It's going to be a shakeup in the top ten. I'm glad OU won, but I don't think they go any higher than, than four. And that's fine, man. As long as we're top four at the end of the year, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But now what really matters is the hypothetical game. Of the episode. This is the hypothetical game of the episode tournament. Tournament. Oh man. So I'm doing a doing a tournament between uh the different champions in different sports, except the storm. I only put the Las Vegas Aces in this tournament just for entertainment purposes. And, you know, I'm seduced by Liz Cambage. <laughs> Can't help it. Can't help it. But anyway, so they take the eighth seed and they go against the Dodgers. I got eight teams. So I got the Dodgers, Lightning, Sooner Softball, Buccaneers, Milwaukee Bucks, Columbus Crew. Houston Dash, and finally the Las Vegas Aces. But this matchup is between the Dodgers and the Las Vegas Aces. Pretty much the Dodgers starters, you know, Will Smith, Max Muncy, Trey Turner, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, A.J. Pollock, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, and Matt Scherzer versus the Aces who have Asia Wilson, Jackie Young, Chelsea Gray, Raquana Williams, Kelsey Plum, Derek Hamby, Liz Cambage, Kia Stokes, Jisoo Park. So let's get into it. This one is a paintball matchup. So it's different, you know, different sports, different activities. Whoever wins just advances. I mean, it's that simple no matter what we play. But this time it's paintball. And from the jump, Mookie and Corey get Jisoo in like two minutes. 
They start, we start the match, and boom, they get Jisoo with no problem. Asia Wilson gets Mookie after that right in the leg. Trey and Kelsey, they battle it out. They keep missing each other, but Trey got her. Trey got her. No, actually, Kelsey did get Trey. And now the Aces, the Aces have the lead right now. Uh, Liz get AJ from a distance, but then Cody Bellinger emerges from a barrier and ambushes Ricardo Williams. Justin Turner catches Asia Wilson trying to hide, but then Liz gets Justin Turner seconds later. Caught him hiding, caught him hiding, and caught him slipping. <laughs> Jackie Young tried to run up on Cody and Max. She slips, and they turn around, and they, they light her up. So she's out. Max Muncie and Will Smith, they get Kia Stokes. Chelsea and Liz, they get Cody Bellinger. Kelsey Plum, long-distance shot to get Corey Seager. But then Liz, Kelsey, and Chelsea, they team up. They get just, they okay, they team up. And they miss, they miss Max Scherzer and, and Will and Will Smith. But then so but so they retreat. They retreat. But uh Max Monksy and Derek Hamby, they take each other out in a battle. Uh Liz Kelsey and Chelsea versus Will Smith and Max Scherzer. Like this is what we got. These are the people that's left. The Aces have more people. It looked like they should win. And the girls, the ladies, they go for the kill. They rush Max and Will. But in the meantime, Max emerges from a barrier, and he gets Kelsey. He gets Kelsey Plum, which makes Liz and Chelsea hot. Will, from long distance, gets Chelsea in the goggles. So now it is just like that. Max Scherzer and Will Smith versus Liz Cambage. She hides. She's, she's kind of creeping, trying to hide. But Max and Will Smith, Max Scherzer and Will Smith do the smart thing, and they surround her. They circle and surround her. And then they close in on her, and they, feel, they, they light her up with paint. They turn her into a rainbow, pretty much. And that's it. The Dodgers win. They advance to the next round where they will face the Buccaneers or the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Bucks win. They'll play soccer. If the, if the Tampa Bay Bucks wins, they'll play soccer. If the Milwaukee Bucks win, they'll play flag football KO. And that is the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.